Hi, this is Sometimes in Life with Nuri Kareem, the podcast, where I help you become friends with your inner self. I believe everything starts with a healthy heart. And in this Ramadan series called What I Learned, we're going to engage our hearts in hopes to help close the gap between how we see ourselves and what Allah told us about us in his book. I got some really exciting things to share with you guys and in the next couple of days about the mind and the heart and the Quran. You know the ayah? فَتَكُونُ لَهُمْ قُلُوبٌ يَعْقِلُونَ بِهَا So there's a whole debate and a whole study. I mean, people have been studying for a long time whether God meant in this verse, in this Quranic verse, the hearts and the chest or did it mean the brain? So basically what the ayah says is So they would have hearts that think. So they could have hearts that they can think with. And there's this whole debate whether they meant the hearts and the chest or they meant the brain and it was just a metaphor. God just used the metaphor, the heart. So there are some people that say, no, the brain is the one that does the thinking and the decision-making therefore must mean the head, the mind. And then there's other thoughts that say that no, he means the heart. Why else would he use the word heart if he didn't mean heart? And there must be some sort of connection between the heart and the mind. And the interesting part is like, if you go down the ayah, it says, oh, adhanu yasma'una biha. So they should walk on earth so they can have hearts that they can think with and ears that they can hear with because it doesn't blind the eyesight, but it blinds the hearts that are in the chest. So some people say, okay, God said in the chest. So it must mean heart itself something within our chest I'm not here today to tell you guys which one is the correct one I don't know enough to do that I'm not qualified for that I'm just here to share with you guys what I learned so there's something really interesting that I learned the last few years after finishing my certification in conversational intelligence, which is all about the neuroscience of the brain in conversations. So what happens inside of us, especially neuroscience-wise, as we're having different types of conversations. And then my job is to basically help, help create more conversations that expand people, relationships, cultures, businesses, and reduce conversations that trigger judgment, shame, and all those other kind of conversations that we tend to avoid, that tend to make us feel crap about ourselves and about our relationships and the place that we work in. And I'm going back to the subject. So what I learned is that the heart has a brain. We have nerve cells in our hearts, neurotransmitters that are sending waves of information from the heart to the brain. And there's actually way more information going from the heart to the brain 
then from the brain to the heart, which is fascinating. And in neuroscience, we call it the heart brain. So you have the brain and the different parts of the brain, and we talked yesterday about the prefrontal cortex, agnosia, and then the amygdala. And then you have additionally other parts that all come together to make us and how we make decisions. And one of those parts is the heart brain. When I hear this study, it makes me feel like I find it fascinating that science has found that the heart sends information to the brain, that the heart has nerve cells. It does some sort of thinking and feeling. So when I read this ayah, So they would have hearts that they can think with. I personally lean toward the idea of the heart being able to do its own form of thinking and feeling. And this is something that I found makes a profound difference in my work as a coach and as a therapist. Sometimes in life, we know what we should do, what we could do differently, what we could do better. It doesn't mean necessarily that we're going to act by it. I might know something in my head, in my brain, but it's not until the heart is convinced with the idea will I actually create a shift or a change. This is why I think it's important for people, myself included, to engage with people that would engage our hearts. That could be a therapist, that could be a coach. That can help engage the heart in the conversation. It's not only about learning about the how-tos, how to do this, one, two, three, three steps to do this, even podcasts. They have a lot of information and they're useful information. Yet there is a different type of conversation that can only happen one-on-one where you're engaged in the process. Does the heart really get engaged? Can you really really rewind all narratives and find what's holding you back and be able to give it what it needs to be convinced with what you're looking for, with what you need. Let's give an example. So you meet someone that has a lot of information about how to work out, how to eat right, when to sleep, what to do when, uh, what foods have different calories and how much and blah, blah, blah. And they have all of this information Yet, when you look at their lifestyle, you can tell, okay, this person hasn't worked out or hasn't eaten healthy for a really long time. This person probably has a lot of information in the mind. And we're not acting by it because the heart isn't convinced. It's not engaged in the process. So there's a lot of information in our mind, but it hasn't gotten to the heart And the heart usually, here is where action starts to happen. Here's where shift starts to happen. Here's where change happens. It does not and it cannot happen without the heart. You might have as much information as you want and you can keep learning more, but it's not going to matter if the heart isn't engaged in the process. So they can have hearts that can think with. It's a heart is going to be the one that actually activates that change. 
someone else might not have as much information about what what food have different calories and they can't give you all these one two three steps and how to's but that you can tell from the shape their shape and how they live their life that they're actually putting that information to work even if they can't tell you exactly what it is but their heart is engaged and you can tell so it's really important for the heart to be engaged in the process as well I'll leave you guys with this idea for today and tomorrow we'll continue the conversation and bring into the picture the heart and the brain with the subject that we talked about a few episodes ago the difference between Fu'ad and Qalb in the Quran what parts of the brain activates when we work from the Qalb and what parts of the brain gets activated when we work from the Fu'ad the two different words that describe heart in the Quran. I'll leave you guys with a question today. When you find yourself stuck in a situation, whatever situation it might be, and you feel yourself stuck in the heart, you might know what you need to do, you might know what you should do, but you're having a hard time doing it. Here's a question to help you engage your heart in the process. What does my heart need in order to be convinced? This question will help you start the conversation that you need to have in order to engage your heart in the process, to align your heart and mind. Because when your heart and mind are aligned, that's where you'll be content and satisfied. When they're not aligned, that's when all the tanaqudat al-dakhiliyya, all those inner conflicts start to happen. So when you find yourself in a situation where you know kind of what you should do, but you're having a hard time doing it, ask yourself the question, what does my heart need in order to be convinced? This was Sometimes in Life with Nuria Kareem. Subscribe to the channel and share with family and friends. I will be uploading one podcast every day for the next 30 days of Ramadan. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.